Hey guys, welcome back to the FPL Juice Show Daily Podcast. Hope you're all doing well. Hope uh, you're all looking forward to your weekends. It's Friday morning and we're going to have a look and see what's been going on in the world of FPL. First of all, yesterday we saw the man, the teenager trapped inside a man's body, Jesse Lingard, signed for Nottingham Forest, apparently signed for like £200,000, which seems an insane amount of money to me. Um, We've seen promoted clubs do things like this before and it's not worked out. I guess the only saving grace for them is on a one-year contract, so they're not tied to him and and vice versa. He's not tied to them, so it could could go either way. But they've got a top, top player. He's been fantastic, um, you know, when we've seen him at West Ham. Yes, he's become a bit of a laughing stock in, uh, in in how he behaves sometimes. But ultimately, the well, last time he got a move away from Man United, he performed incredibly well. Um, I got on him at the time when he went to West Ham, got on him early, and he rewarded me really, really well. So I'm hoping he can do the same for a Nottingham Forest team. There's a lot of people looking to to get a cheaper midfielder into their um, starting eleven for uh, this season's FPL so that they can get Kane and Jesus or Haaland and Jesus or or even Darwin. We'll come on to him in a minute. Um, but it's just going to be a case of what price he comes in at. Now, I've seen a few people um, suggest the price of about six and a half. Um, I think at six and a half, that's probably about right for him, especially if you consider the likes of um, Lampard, um, Lampard, Rashford <laughs> at six and a half. Um, and certainly... You know, other players, Bruno Gomez at six. I guess he's going to be probably a little bit more um, impactful than, than those two. So I think six and a half wouldn't be unfair. Listen, if he comes in at anything less than that, it could be an absolute steal. But he is playing for a promoted Nottingham Forest team. So let's see. We'll take it with a pinch of salt. We need to see how he's uh, going to be fitting into that team, where he's going to be playing, you know, whether it's like he was at West Ham kind of, through that middle supporting role and, and, and giving him almost a bit of a free role where he can really impact the game. And he was scoring goals, getting assists everywhere. So if he can do anything close to that, he'll be a bargain at that sort of price. On to uh, Liverpool. They beat RB Leipzig uh, in a massive uh, high scoring goal. They ended up scoring five goals. Um, now, Darwin Nunes scored four goals, so you might not have seen this yet, but four goals, yes, it's only a friendly, yes, it was a heavily rotated team, um, but he's still, you know, after a lot of people getting on his case and saying he didn't look great in training and warm-ups and things like that, you know, the, the guys come out and scored four goals, so however it happened, um, I'm sure that's done his confidence a world of good. Um, Salah only scored one, so I guess, listen, if Salah's 13 million and Darwin Nunes is nine and he's scoring four times as many goals as him every game. You know, you probably should go without Salah and just go straight for Darwin. It seems like much better value. Well, we all know how that will probably turn out. Mo's still the man. And, you know, we'll keep an eye on Darwin. It could be a nice option. He's only um, another million more than, uh, than, than Jesus. And obviously... A little bit cheaper, coming in a couple of million, well, one, two and a half million cheaper than Kane and Haaland. So if he does go off and start playing really well, uh, yeah, could be an option. Watch this space. I, I'm still going to hold judgment for the moment. Let's not get too excited. So onto the team that we want to talk about today. So Ash took us, uh, give us all the lowdown on Leeds yesterday. And I'm back today with some Leicester uh, reviews. So 
Leicester have got a tricky kind of, well, it's, it's, it's not the easiest start to a campaign. It's very kind of um, hit and miss each week. So you start with Brentford. Then they've got Arsenal, who are, who are looking good now. Then Southampton should be an easy game, but then Chelsea, which is going to be tough. Man U, who knows with them? That could be a tough game or that could be a, a walk in the park. You just don't know what you're going to get with Man U. Um, and then Brighton as well. So not the not the easiest starts, but certainly winnable games in there. Um, if we start at the back, looking at Schmeichel now, he was um, a bit off it last season, I think it's fair to say. He sort of attracted his critics. It's not to say that he can't um, come back this season, and obviously, especially with keepers aged, doesn't seem to affect him as much. We saw it with um, Hugo Lloris at Tottenham a couple of years ago, didn't have a great season and then come and performed well last season uh, again and, and, you know, justified his price with with the points he was scoring. Um, Schmeichel's at 5 million, uh, dead this season. I don't think anyone's really going for him at 5 million. When you look at the likes of Mendy and possibly even Pope that you can uh, that get in your team for the same price, is it the end of an era? Possibly. I mean, even Leicester's subkeeper uh, is, is more highly owned than Schmeichel at the minute, which tells you everything you need to know. Um, in terms of their defence, where well, you can get a bit of value, though, uh, maybe not with Schmeichel, but you've got Castagna, uh, Justin and Ricardo Pereira all coming in at 4.5. These are their flying wingers. They've all got attacking threat in them. It's not even worth talking about last year when it comes to Leicester because... In terms of their defence, at least anyway, they were absolutely decimated. They couldn't keep a, a fixed back four or five on the pitch at the same time. It was almost impossible for them to get any kind of um, working relationship going where they, they could build on any sort of consistency. So it was a very, very tough campaign for them. Absolutely decimated by injuries. We're hoping that isn't the case this year. And there will be value, certainly. Castagna's first um, season in the league, performed incredibly well same can be said for Ricardo and obviously Dame uh, James Justin with his debut season a couple of years ago when he's uh, performing for for Leicester he really really was flying up the wings and, and getting that attacking threat as well so at 4.5 they're all good value we just got to wait and see who's gonna start off the season in, in, in the best form really I would go for Justin as the safe option if it was me um, and you are looking to get into that Leicester defence for four and a half um, the other options I guess is uh, Wesley Fafana who, who's obviously a really really highly thought of talent uh, and a lot of clubs sniffing around him and Soyuncho is a bit of a uh, FPL legend a bit of a cult hero from a couple of seasons ago when he was cheap and and, and scored a few headers and uh, performed well as well so they're both 4.5 but without much attacking a threat I think you're better off looking at the wing backs or full backs that can get you into that defense for exactly the same price one other player worth mentioning is Yannick Vestergaard who obviously signed big money from Southampton last year uh, again injured a standard for all Leicester defenders but a 4.0 this year if he does get in ahead of, of one of those centre-backs and even possibly uh, if they change the system and he's getting games, then I would say at 4.0, he will be well worth um, looking at considering. And obviously because of his height, he does carry an aerial threat from corners and, and potential goals from set pieces as well. Moving on to midfield, this is where it gets a lot more interesting for, for Leicester. We've got one of the most kind of explosive players that we saw towards the end of last season uh, in the midfield. Of course, I'm talking about James Madison. He had the best season of his career. 12 goals, 11 assists. He was racking up 5.2 points per game. 
and he's priced at 8 million this year. Now, uh, last year he was only 7 million, but off the back of that incredible uh, season. And the mad thing about it, he, he missed a lot of games as well. Uh, he's got this kind of hip injury, which keeps kind of returning and niggling away at him. And he misses a couple of games, and then he's back and he scores a couple of goals and gets an assist. And it's, it's very unpredictable. Um, it's just whether you're prepared to take the risk on him. Um, because, as you know, at 8 million, we've also got Luis Diaz. We've also got Mason Mount, Saka, Kulisevsky. Um, you know, there's there's so many good options at this 8 million price point. But I do have a feeling if you want someone who's really going to be the talisman of that team and, and drive them on in terms of you think Leicester are going to bounce back with Brendan Rodgers this year and have a good season, then I do think that Madison is a fantastic option. Um, you know, obviously, we've got the City boys, Mares and Foden at the same price. Um, but, yeah, I just think Madison is going to be that player that that is definitely, definitely worth considering as an option. Um, whenever you talk about Madison, it always... Hand in hand, you know Harvey Barnes won't be far behind. So, uh, seven million. Uh, he also had his best season last year. Um, six goals, twelve assists. Um, he started at seven point oh last year and, and dropped half a million over the season. Finished up at the end of last season on six point five. So, um, it was I wouldn't say strange because if you look at the values, you can understand why they've priced him at seven point oh. And you got to feel that again, he didn't play that many minutes last year. Only kind of two-thirds of the uh, the total minutes he could have done. So plenty of opportunity to to overperform uh, this year. Now, obviously, at 7 million as well, you've got the likes of Louis Sahar um, as well. Uh, sorry, Wilfred Zaha, as well as other options around that price point like Rashford for half a million less or Sancho for half a million more. There's a couple of options around him, but Barnes is pretty steady, pretty solid. Um, if you want to go for the flare pick, it's definitely Madison. But if you want someone who's going to sit in that midfield and tick along for seven million pounds, you could do a lot worse than Harvey Barnes, um, especially if he can get a bit of consistency this year and and, and kick on. Um the budget option in that midfield is obviously uh, after his breakout season last year is Kinnan Dewsbury Hall, uh, as uh, <laughs> as semi casual likes to tell us, the poshest man in FPL. Uh, last year he only played two thousand one hundred minutes, which is pretty much the same as half of that Leicester squad with all the injuries they had. He did score one goal and did get two assists, but we found him being pushed further and further up the pitch towards the end of last season, and almost in that kind of behind uh, Vardy in the, in the middle of that attacking midfield role towards the end of last season. And he, he doesn't mind taking a shot um, and he, he's got real quality on the ball as well. So at 5 million, again, a lot of teams will have Andreas Pereira at Fulham in their team. And yes, there are um, a couple of other options. You know, Neto for half a million more is, is kind of the template favourite at the minute. But Dewsbury Hall, if you're looking to save that half a million, could well be an interesting option for you there. Uh, on to the strikers. There's only one striker. When you think Leicester, you think Jamie Vardy. And it's easy to understand why. What a career he's had. And he's still going strong. Um, nine and a half million this year. So he's taken a price drop. We've seen him at 10 and 10 and a half in the last two seasons. So it's nice that he's taken a drop back to nine and a half. Now, we only played sort of half the uh, the minutes available last year. He finished on 1,800 odd minutes. Um, but he still managed to score 15 goals. 
the difference-wise points tally was so low compared to previous seasons, uh, other than the amount of time he spent on the pitch, really just down to assists. He only got three assists last year. But looking at it, you know, he was kind of in and out with, with injury, so maybe just didn't get that, that kind of chemistry in terms of the link-up. But he always starts seasons strong. And I think at nine and a half, again, it's it's an interesting price point. I can see why people are all going to Jesus for eight million. Um, you know, but if you have got that extra 1.5 to spend and, you, and it's burning a hole in your pocket, you could do a lot worse than Jamie Vardy. He's a lot more proven, for sure, than Jesus in the league. Um, and he doesn't seem to ever let you down. It's just about getting him when he's on a purple patch because, as we know, Jamie Vardy scores, uh, goes on runs, and he'll score goals uh, every week for, for sort of six, seven games in a row if he's in form, um, and that is what he does. So definitely still an option. Don't worry about his age. He's still going strong, um, and all this press speculation about you know, his wife and all this stuff going on. The he doesn't care. It doesn't get to him. He just turns up, puts the ball in the back of the net and uh, scores you FPL points. So definitely, definitely one to watch. Just depends on your on your uh, setup of your team as to whether you think it's worth saving a couple of million compared to the likes of Holland and Kane. Um, your other options up front for them is Ian Acho and Dakar. They really are wait and sees. They were very much rotational cup players last year, coming in on the odd occasion. Ian Acho certainly had so much promise uh, after the 2021 20, uh, season, but last year just didn't really take his chances. And like I say, Dakar showed flashes of ability in cup games, but again, just nothing really to, to make you consider them for this coming FPL season. Um, it's really interesting to see that if you're looking at differentials, you've well got some opportunity with Leicester because their whole squad, not one player in their squad, is um, owned by more than 10% at the minute, apart from, interestingly, Vestergaard. So people are seeing a bit of value in that £4 million defender mark, um, but everyone else is, is really lowly owned. So if they do well and you're willing to take a punt on them, it could well help your rankings in these early weeks. But guys... That's it for me on Leicester. Hope that uh, helps with a little run through. We'll be keeping an eye on everything else uh, that's happening in uh, the daily uh, FPL community today. See what's going on. And Ash will be back tomorrow to tell you all about the biggest team when it comes to FPL, Liverpool. So I'll let Ash fill you in on all the Liverpool news, plus whatever's going to go on today. Have a wonderful weekend. I'll catch you later. Well, what's up, guys? Ash here from the FPL Juice Daily Podcast, back again. And uh, we're continuing with the player prices. And the team today is, we've got lots to talk about with this one, is Liverpool. Um, yes, the big team, one of the biggest teams in the country, if not in the world. And for sure, we're going to be having at least two of their players and some of you are going to be tripling up on these Liverpool players too. And this is going to be a quick breakdown of who I think are the ones to watch out for and the ones to steer clear of. So um, let's kick it off with the goalkeeper situation. Now, as we know, Alisson is absolutely top draw, world-class goalkeeper. Um, and he did score 176 points in the last campaign. That did make him the best goalkeeper option if you're going to go by points per million. Um, Alisson, we know. 
fantastic keeper, great goalie, even scored a goal, even scored a goal. Um, how memorable. But this is the thing, right? If you go with Allison, that means you're limited to only two Liverpool outfield players, which is where all their points are going to be coming from. All the big hitters are. So, yes, it's a good pick. Is it the best pick? No, and and it's only because of that three team, uh, three players from the same team rule. Don't get me wrong. If you're going to go Allison, great. You're going to be getting tons of clean sheets. You're going to be getting tons of points. Um, but you're kind of limiting what you're going to get from from the outfield. So, from that perspective, there are probably better options to go for in uh, in a five five. Don't limit yourself to only having two Liverpool outfield players because they are going to be absolutely massive hitters this season. So that's that's my thoughts on on Allison. Um, in defence, this is where it gets real juicy. So we all know about Trent. Trent's the man. Trent's the absolute Donny of Dons. Um, seven and a half mil. And I think that was um, a bit of a surprise this season. A lot of people expected him to be 8, 8.5, simply because of his output. The guy is is a joke. Uh, 208 points last season. He got two goals, 12 assists. His assists are absolutely ridiculous. 12 assists this season, 8 assists last, 15 the season before and 13 before. He's phenomenally consistent. Um, and he outscored a bunch of players last season. He outscored Bowen, De Bruyne, Madison, Saka, Mount, Sterling, everyone. Um, ridiculous. And even outscored some strikers. Uh, Kane, every striker. He, he scored more points than every striker in the game last season. Kane got 192. Ronaldo 159. Trent got 208. So that's the reason he's so prominent. He's so uh, highly owned and he's going to be in everyone's teams. Um, and at seven and a half, like I said, that value is just, it's there. So why would you not do it? It's seven and a half mil. You've got to get a 200 point defender there. Unbelievable. Um, so yeah, Trent's a must have. He's definitely going to be essential this season. Um, the other ones are... Worth looking at. Robertson, definitely. Um, he's 7 mil this season, 186 points last season. Actually scored the most points calendar in the calendar year 2022. So he finished the season absolutely on fire. He finished the season with 11 assists and 3 goals. Um, at point five less, I don't know, you know, like... He could be value. Like I did the Trent to, to Robertson move last season um, because I had the double up with Matip. So it can work without Trent, but you have to triple up or double up elsewhere like I did. Um, given the choice of the two, I'd probably go Trent. But listen, I've seen some drafts out there that have got Trent and Robbo and these guys play like midfielders. Um, Robbo, 186 points last season. Again, unbelievable. Outscored some midfielders. So... Look, I like them both. They're very, very good picks um, and they're going to be very, um, very consistent. So, Trent and Robbo, yep, 100%. Don't mind those. Virgil van Dijk, I've seen him in a few drafts. 183 points last season, three goals, three assists. The reason why you might have him is because he's the most nailed. That Only Allison played or, or made more starts for Liverpool last season. He is the glue that holds this team together and is the reason why they keep so many clean sheets. However, at 6'5", you're better off just finding the 0.5 and going with Robbo because Robbo's going to have more attacking output. Although he got three more points, only got three more points from Van Dijk last season, Robertson was out for, for periods of the of the campaign, especially at the start. So, yeah, look, very, very good options for, for Liverpool at the back. 
The key ones are Trent, maybe Robbo. Um, stay away from Matip this season, I'd say. Six mil, I think he's been overpriced at 5-5. Five, five, uh, I would have had a decision to make. So, yeah, that's that's the um, that's the defenders. Let's move on to midfield. So, in midfield, obviously the main man, Mo Salah. He's going to be in absolutely everyone's drafts. I've still, although I have been seeing no Salah trending on Twitter for some reason. I don't know why. Look, it... I'm not going to hold it against you if you don't go Salah. If you don't go Salah, you can put together a great team. But with Salah, he is going to be the main man once again this season. The guy is an absolute phenomenon. 265 points last season, 23 goals. He finished the top scorer of the season, 14 assists. Season before, 231 points. Season before that, 233 points. Season before that, 259 points. And the season before that, 303 points. This guy is just a point monster. Um, On the pens, Mane's gone. He's going to be the main man. Um, He just, he's just so greedy. He's what we want from an FPL player. He's so greedy. And with that comes expense so yes he is the most expensive player in the game 13 mil but he's going to be captain worthy almost every single week so you look at those points double them Salah's in of course he is um other than that Diaz is the other one that sort of really stands out uh again I feel like he may have been slightly underpriced although we've only seen you know we've had a small sample size of Luis Diaz last season but he did impress 8 million um 29.4% owned so he is looking at in a lot of teams at the moment he got four goals and three assists in that small space of time uh they played less than a thousand minutes um he looks like he could be absolutely amazing this season he could be um they've got 16 goals to replace in Mane this is going to be the guy who's going to be able to step up to the plate and deliver, hopefully. Um, and at 8 mil, he represents terrific value. Very, very excited by what he can bring this season. Um, so, yes, great. Luis Diaz, like him too. Um, up front, big, big shame. Diego Jota's had a, a change in position. Last season, he looked very, very um, appealing as a midfielder who was playing out of position up front. But as a striker, 9 million forward with the price rise too. Ah oh, man, I just I don't know, and and obviously they've just signed Darwin Nunes. He's a striker too. I think Diego Jota has lost his appeal somewhat. Um, he did score really heavily last season, 175 points. But I just feel with that change in position and the price rise, that's kind of just just made him just unpickable. To be honest with you, with with the other options that Liverpool have. Um, uh, and uh, moving on to Darwin Nunes, who a lot of people getting. Onto him, he was getting a bit of stick because he missed a couple of easy chances in one of the friendlies. Um, but he comes with a, a phenomenal goal scoring record from Portugal, nine million forward. It, it, you know, after a season where we complained about not having any forwards, just look at the forwards we got this season: like Darwin, Haaland, we've got Kane, Ronaldo if he sticks around. But look, there's a there's a lot more options we can go for go for this season and, and Darwin could be one of those options like I said he, he was getting a, a lot of stick for, for missing some chances but in the last friendly he slapped in four goals so I think he might be starting to change people's minds um and he could be an option we don't know like you could go you could go Trent if you're going to go no Salah you could go Trent Diaz Darwin I mean that should be enough to cover to cover Salah it should be but we don't know. We don't know. Um, just a touch on the preseason friendlies for Liverpool. They lost their first one 4-0 to Man United, although they did have like the kids out 
pretty much like all the big guns come on 60th minute when the game was already dead um the friendly after that was a 2-0 victory against palace salah on the score sheet there trent with an assist and in the last game that was against leipzig salah again on the score sheet handed the ball to nunez for for a penalty so nunez banged in a penalty and then nunez went on to score three more goals so four goals in total for nunez trent on the assist sheet again so it's looking really really good from a liverpool perspective the ones to look out for are definitely trent Robbo, Salah, Diaz, and I'll definitely keep a cheeky little eye on Darwin Nunes, try and avoid the goalkeeper situation um, because you want those three outfield players 100%. Right, guys, there you have it. That's my uh, daily juicy uh, podcast for Liverpool player prices. Hopefully, you can take something from that. Um, and uh, yeah, thanks to everyone that jumped on the live on Tuesday. Hope you're enjoying the daily podcast. Uh, do join us on this coming Tuesday at 6 p.m on youtube where we'll be joined by fpl black wolf and we'll have the graduates fpl graduates joining us in the studio it's going to be a banger hope you have a great weekend guys and i will speak to you soon take care bye for now